guys, it's Julia. Welcome back to the Perspective Podcast. Today on Season 1, Episode 5, we're going to be talking about Julia's perspectives on gratitude and thank you cards. Definitely a good one with Thanksgiving so soon. It is currently, what is the date? I don't even know. I'm so, I don't even know what day of the week it is. I don't know what day of the month it is. Okay, it is Tuesday, November 22nd and Thanksgiving is two days away. I just was listening to um, another recording of a TED Talk about gratitude, and then I went to church on Sunday. Today's Tuesday. I went to church on Sunday with my family, and they talked a little bit about gratitude there, and I just felt super inspired because I've recently brought gratitude as a main aspect back into my life. I lost it for a little bit there, maybe since June, and it's November, so definitely a good chunk of months, but now... I've started to make it a priority again in my life and I can really tell the difference in happiness of my life right now with gratitude back in it. So I kind of was just inspired by the TED talk, by the church sermon I just listened to, and by how it's changed my life even in the past month, just re-implementing it in my life and with Thanksgiving coming up so soon. I feel like Thanksgiving is definitely a time where people are more prone to be thankful and thinking about the things that they have in their life because they're with their families and that's kind of the aspect of Thanksgiving that people focus on most. So I thought it'd be a perfect episode to talk about gratitude. And then with gratitude, one thing that I'm also big on is handwritten thank you cards. I haven't talked about that yet. So I figured this would be a perfect episode to tie in thank you cards. In my opinion, my opinions, why does that word sound weird when I say it? My opinion, opinions, opinions on thank you cards. So it's episode five, five different episodes, and I kind of want to make some structure to the podcast because just starting out, I wasn't sure if I could even make it or, or make the podcast or how easy it was going to be to record it, to upload it, what equipment I needed. So now that I kind of am feeling more inspired, have more ideas on what to make on the podcast, I'm not what to make, what to talk about on the podcast, and that I'm going to be doing it more regularly, I want to make a structure to the podcast that will happen every time because I'm big on routine and I would love for my podcast to be structured in a routine and it feels only fair that I explain what I want the structure to look like and how each podcast episode from here on out is going to go with the structure and recording and timeline of the episode first obviously I want to give the title of the po- the episode the podcast episode and explain kind of why I'm talking about it. And then I want to go into my weekly update of what I'm doing this week, what's going on in my life, um, maybe three minutes long, two minutes long of a really quick update. And then I want to go into some of my favorites of the week. I want to say three favorites, three things that I'm into in the week, because I think it's fun to share those. And I like listening to what other people love, because I get ideas for myself on what I should try, things I should try out, recommendations. And so because I love hearing that from other people, I want to share what I am loving each week because it really changes. And I'm also a very hyper fixated person where I'll try one thing and if I love it, I'm going to be hyper fixated on it for maybe three weeks and I'm going to do it every single day for three weeks and then I try something new. So I think it's very interesting in my life. It keeps evolving and as I'm trying new things so I just want to share those new things because I think it's fun and then after after the the intro of the episode the weekly update and then my favorites of the week I'm going to go into the episode and just go from there on the episode and then I think 
obviously this is always subject to change because I change my mind a lot. We're very indecisive, but this is what I'm envisioning that it's going to look like. So I'm going to start the podcast with that. So first things first, weekly update. I am home for Thanksgiving break. I've been home since Thursday. How many days ago was that? Math has never been my strong suit. Thursday? Oh. I just hit my computer with my phone. That was not good. I don't know if you could hear the the crack on the microphone, but my phone is fine. It didn't crack. Okay, we're fine. Okay, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, today's Tuesday. So six days. I've been here, wait, six days. Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. Counting today, counting Thursday. I've been here six days and I'm here until next Sunday. So I'm here a good long while And it's been so nice being back because I'd visited home from college. I live in LA for college and then I live in Orange County where my home, like my home is in Orange County. That's where I'm from. And so it's an hour away and I've been home like maybe four times and I've slept overnight once, I think it was, but I haven't really been home for a solid amount of time. I was with my family for three hours when I was home like each day and then I was with my friends for three hours so the day every single time that I've visited home has been split so this is the first real time that I'm staying overnight for a long period of time I'm really getting quality time with my family each member in my family and I'm getting quality time with all my friends that are home from college so it's been really really great being home and having that reset because it's hard being away from people that you care about for so long so that has been super fun I've really felt the reset in my life I've been cooking a lot that's been something I've really been into because I don't have a kitchen at college. It's just a nice little uh, microwave and fridge. So being home and actually having a kitchen, I've been baking a lot. I've been cooking dinner with my mom every night. That's been super nice. And then even today I did four things. I saw four different people. I saw my grandparents. I saw my friend Shruti that goes to UCI. We got ramen together. And then I drove to Laguna and I saw two of my best friends, Avery and Maya. And we got dinner, watched the sunset. And I saw one of my other really good friends, um Katie who's home from Syracuse right now and we got pizookies it was very fun a very packed day and I'm feeling really fulfilled by all of it and just being home one of my very good friends John is coming to my house tomorrow and he's staying with us for three days over Thanksgiving um, because he's not going home for Thanksgiving so we I get to show him around Orange County I'm very excited for that very excited to have a good Thanksgiving and to bring him a part of our to make him a part of our family for the next three days and for him to meet all of my hometown friends it's a very exciting thing when someone from your new home at college comes to stay with you at your old home so I would say that that's it for my weekly update things that I've been loving this week I've really been into reading I hopped on the trend well not the trend I don't know if it's still a trend maybe it's still a trend because I know the second book came out but I just read it ends with us by Colleen Colleen Hoover and it was so good I didn't know what the book was about and I probably should have learned what the book was about before I read it but it tore me apart that book really moved me it was really scary how much I was affected like it was it was a lot but those books you need to be affected by books like that's what makes a good book so I will it ends with us got me back into reading I've read two other books since being home besides that book in the six days that I've been home and I used to read a lot and it always just takes one good book to get me back into it so all it took was that book I just ordered the second book I'm reading 
a court of frost and starlight in the aquatar series it's the fourth book very excited halfway through that one right now and then i ordered a silent patient that was recommended to me so i'm doing that so i've been hyper fixated on reading lately which i think is a good routine that i need to keep up so i'm gonna work on keeping that up throughout the rest of the year and hopefully into 2023 Another thing that I've loved this week is my gua sha because I just got one, but then in college there wasn't a good place at LMU that I just didn't know where I was going to do it. So I've been working it into my my morning and night routine. I love my little morning and night routine for my skincare and I've been working it into both the morning and the night and it's been so good. It is so calming. I really believe that they work. I watched all these videos on it and how to do it and you can just look up on YouTube uh, tutorial on how to use a gua sha so I've been using that and I have been loving that and this is really random but my third thing I'm just gonna say three things that I've been loving this week my third thing is cappuccinos I used to be so against cappuccinos because it was just all foam and then I drink things super fast and then I would just drink everything but then it would just be foam left over in a cappuccino and I you can't it's hard to drink the foam you have to wait till after you drink the liquid to drink the foam for the foam to come out of the cup is what I found and so I used to work at Starbucks I worked at Starbucks for a year and a half and I always hated on cappuccino I was like I was like oh why would someone pay money for just foam but now that I've been home and now that I have um, our nice coffee maker I've been loving a good cappuccino because the foam is so comforting and it's just so fluffy I might have to start ordering cappuccinos when I go back to school and making cappuccinos in my dorm because we are on that cappuccino grind right now. We are loving it. Okay, now let's jump right into the episode. So first of all, gratitude. I am a very evidence-driven person and I don't like believing things without seeing the logic behind them. So I want to start by just giving a definition of gratitude just because I like to start things off by defining them. So According to the new Oxford American Dictionary, gratitude is the quality of being thankful, readiness to show appreciation for, and to return kindness. And there's three parts to that definition. Um, the quality of being thankful is the first. The second is readiness to show appreciation for. And the third is to return kindness. And the first definition the quality of being thankful is what resonates with me most, I would say, out of those three. That's the one I most align with and agree with when I think of gratitude. Okay, personal story. There was a point in my life, um, I think it was, ooh, the timelines. I think it was junior year where I was very, very, very self-absorbed. And I wasn't focused on all the good parts of life. I was just focusing on myself and the bad parts of myself that I had to fix. And because I was so focused on just becoming a better person, I was so self-absorbed and just looking at all my bad qualities and I didn't look outward on life and appreciate what was around me. So it made me a very cold-hearted person for like these three months. I was very cold-hearted. I wasn't thankful for anything that was around me I was very disrespectful to my parents because I was so cold-hearted and so self-centered and focusing on the bad that was within me and the bad qualities that I saw and the bad habits that I saw and the only thing that got me out of this was gratitude 
and practicing it daily and practicing the habit of looking outward instead of inward. So first to kind of structure the episode itself, I want to talk about how gratitude can change your life and make you a happier person. And then I want to talk about ways to practice gratitude and two major ways of practicing it. Okay, now first let me explain gratitude and how it can make your life better and how it made my life better. Let's go back and base this in science again. So according to Harvard Health, in the study Giving Thanks Can Make You Happier, they define gratitude as a way for people to appreciate what they have instead of always reaching for something new in hopes that it will make them happier or thinking that they can't feel satisfied until every physical and material need is met. So the opposite, according to this definition, the opposite of gratitude is always reaching for something more. It's always striving for the next thing that people think will make them happier and it's not being thankful for what you already have. It's saying that what you have isn't enough and it's never being satisfied with what you've already worked for, what you've already been given, what you've already achieved. And it's not being satisfied with any of these things until every physical and material need is met. So being ungrateful is always striving for that next new object, always wanting that next new physical perception of yourself. And it's not appreciating what is already achieved. Okay, continuing on. In this Harvard study, Harvard asked three groups of people to write down three different things. So the first group wrote about things that they were grateful for that occurred during the week. The second group wrote about daily irritations or things that displeased them or irritated or I already said irritations or annoyed them. And the third group wrote about events that had affected them. And so the third group could write about things that affected them in any way and they didn't specify if it's positive or negative. After 10 weeks, those who wrote about gratitude in the first group were proved to be more optimistic and felt better about their lives. And they also exercised more and had fewer, whoa, why does that word sound weird too? Why are all these words sounding weird, like fewer in opinions? They had fewer visits to physicians than those who focused on sources of aggravation. And this is a study you can look up. It's, it's by Harvard Health Publishing, Harvard Medical School. It's called Giving Thanks Can Make You Happier. And you can read more about this if you're interested. It's a real study that they conducted over a long period of time that actually proves that gratitude um, does make you happier. And I'm not going to get into, oh, how do they measure the happiness and everything, Um, But it is interesting to look at if you want to go look up that article and research yourself. But what I found completely aligns with this research and what the research found. I found that when I reflect on all the good things that I have, I tend to need and want less because I see the good that is already existent in my life. And I don't need to appreciate every single good thing happening in my life all the time. But by focusing on one or two things in each area of life, it 
helps you see and understand that there are good things happening in your life, that you are working hard, that people are responsive to you, that you are achieving things, that you can be successful, that you are meeting your goals and that you are a good person and that you already have a a lot of what you need to be successful and to take that next step in your life. And like I said, it doesn't need to be in about every single thing in every single area about your life all at once. What I like to do is I like to split it into four categories. And for me, I found that this works best in the morning because when the things that I'm grateful for are at the forefront of my mind, it makes me less likely to be irritated by things that go wrong in my day. Before I explain how that works, let me backtrack and explain the four categories. So I have a journal called the five minute journal, which I'm going to be talking about more in my next episode. Um, So I'm not going to dive too deep into what the five minute journal is right now, but there's a section in the five minute journal that has me write things that I'm grateful for. Three things, but I add a fourth every single morning. And the four categories for me, I do a person, a trait, a material item, and a concept. And so, obviously, the first one, a person, I don't do it so broad as to just say, oh, I'm thankful for my family. I say, oh, I'm thankful for my mom, Carrie. Or, oh, I'm thankful for my friend, Callie. I don't use the general, like, oh, I'm thankful for my friends, because I feel like when you get so specific... It really pinpoints exactly what in your life you're grateful for than rather than using the big concept of, oh, I'm grateful for my friends. So I just saw one of my good friends, Callie McKenna, a few days ago. So that's why I said I'm grateful for my friend Callie. It really makes me think and reflect on, oh, why am I grateful for her? Oh, because she's a good friend, because she brings positivity into my life because she gives me great advice, because she genuinely sits and listens to me, because she inspires me to be a better, kinder person. All these reasons um, come to mind when you pinpoint exactly what you're grateful for. And it's harder to think about specific things that you're grateful for because it's easy to say, oh, I'm glad I live in California, or oh, I'm glad I got into this class that I really wanted to. And I think when you pinpoint the small things, the very, very specific things in your life, it helps contribute to the grander, more broad ideas. So if you pick a person that you're thankful for and grateful for every single day, it trains, this is what works for me, by the way, so take all this with a grain of salt. You can change this however you want. But for me, it trains my mind to think like, oh, logically, if I can pick a new person that I'm grateful for every day, wow, I must be surrounded by some pretty great people. I'm doing really great and I have great people in my life. That's a really good thing. So it, it's this whole spiral of because I'm not running out of people to be grateful grateful for, therefore I have great people in my life. Therefore, because I'm surrounded by great people, that makes my life really great that I was successful in finding great people in life, which is really hard to do. It makes you appreciate your life as a whole by targeting the very specific things to be grateful for. So the first thing that I do every morning is the person that I'm grateful for. A per not the a person that I'm grateful for. And the second thing I do is a trait. And this kind of ties into the self affirmations and the self 
uplift and affirming traits in yourself. So I pick out a trait about myself that I'm grateful for that. Oh, I'm today. I'm grateful that I'm thoughtful today. I'm grateful that I am patient and by affirming things that maybe I don't see so much in myself. Like one thing I really struggle is patience. I can be grateful for something that happened the day before. Like, oh, I am really grateful that I was patient in this specific moment when the line at Starbucks wasn't moving very fast and I had a place to be and I was late. I was, I'm very thankful that I was patient in that moment. And by calling out these traits in yourself, especially things that you're trying to work on, you're able to see how much progress you've made. And so being patient is something that I'm actively working on and something that I struggle with. So by calling out that trait in whatever action, whatever way I did it, it proves to myself that, hey, I am becoming a better person. Hey, what I'm working on is actually being worked on and that there is progress because I can prove to myself now that there are instances where I can be patient. And so when I can't think of a specific trait about myself for that morning, like, oh, I'm thankful that I'm kind. For example, I think of an instance in the past two days where I exhibited a good trait that I'm trying to work on for myself. So in doing this and doing the second step of being grateful for a trait, you're building yourself up, you're building the positive affirmations, you're demonstrating that you are getting better at a trait that you're working on. There's a lot of broad opportunities and things that can come with being grateful for a trait but it allows you to really reflect on yourself and how you operate and how you're acting and I think taking time to appreciate qualities about yourself is a very awkward thing at first it's hard to be like oh I'm so kind because I find it really hard to accept compliments and a part of me thinks that that's conceited and selfish but it is something to recognize about yourself and it's every single person on this earth has amazing traits that deserve to be called out and recognized. So what I've learned recently is that there's no shame in calling out those traits and recognizing, see this word sounding weird too, recognizing those traits in yourself and calling them out. By doing that, you build yourself up and affirm those traits within you. And it helps you become a better person and realize which which traits, well, I just glitched again. What is going on? Why can't I speak normally today? It helps you realize which traits are great that don't necessarily need as much effort and focus and as much of your time to work on, but it also helps you recognize what traits maybe you can work on. Okay, moving into the third thing. The first was a person. The second was a trait. The third is a material item. So I say, oh, I'm grateful for having a computer or oh, I'm grateful for the new book I just bought, or I'm grateful for my house that I live in. Um, I feel like this one's pretty straightforward, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this one, but it helps you realize and appreciate the tangible items that maybe you don't think about as much. And I'm going to move right into the fourth one because I feel like material is pretty straightforward. So again, I'm just going to keep repeating them as I go. So the first one was a person. The second one was a trait. The third one is a material item. And the fourth one is a concept. This one is going to take a little more explaining because it makes sense in my head, but I need to I need to explain it first, I think, for it to make sense in general. So when I say concept, I mean something that's not necessarily a material item that you pick up. So I would say, oh, I'm thankful for sunsets. And I know that that's 
like a noun that's like a thing is a sunset but to me it's like something that I can't grab so therefore it fits into the concepts thing or oh I'm grateful that I just booked a trip to see my grandparents in Chicago I haven't gone on that trip yet so it's kind of something that's going to happen in the future so I'm looking forward to it so that's more of a concept than a physical asset I don't know concepts are to me are kind of just anything else that doesn't fit into the categories of a trait a material item or a person just basically anything else and for me like a concept is what is the easiest way to describe it but now that I'm explaining it I'm not sure if a concept is the best way to describe that category it's more like a miscellaneous category or anything that you could think of that you feel grateful for that day so I'm going to try to explain this better more exa- by giving more examples. So more examples of concepts are, oh, I'm so grateful that I got that bonus yesterday. Or, or I'm so grateful that the rent on my apartment didn't go up by $200 this month like it did last month. Or I'm so grateful that my daughter is making friends in high school. Things like that that aren't necessarily tangible items that aren't materials I feel like the fourth is like the miscellaneous concepts that I always do okay I know I repeated this a lot but I'm gonna say one more time so each day I do these I want to reiterate that in my five minute journal every single day I do one thing that I'm grateful for in each of these four categories so I really challenge you to do it because it makes you reflect on the very broad aspects of life but using the specific categories and I challenge you to try it and to be very specific and intentional with each thing that you're grateful for and to write it down because I think it's always fun to go back and um, look back on what I was grateful for at each time period in my life and how it can change so at the beginning of the summer in June I was really thankful for my friends and then at the end of August before I was leaving for college I was really thankful for my family and things that were going on Um, in my family so it's kind of cool to see and I feel like when you write things down they're savable and you can grasp it and it's something that you can always look back on but once you think about if you think about things I feel like it's gone in an instant after you think about them and it's harder to look back on and harder to remember exactly what you're grateful for so I challenge you to get a journal to make a list one through four write today write the date at the top You can do like four days on one sheet of paper or however much, like a week on one sheet of paper and you can divide it day by day for seven days of the week and write the date at the top and do four little lines, numbers one through four and write down one thing that you're grateful for in each category for a whole week. And the reason that I'm telling you to do this is because I've seen a real difference in my life with my happiness levels. I've kind of reasoned my way through this and tried to really deep dive into why this works for me and why it makes me happier. And this is, this is like the, the full consensus that I've come to. So I realized that when I point out each specific thing that makes me happy, it makes all the broader things in my life seem more positive, that they're already successful and doing well. And so when I see that the broader aspects in my life are quote unquote good, then I am less motivated to want to buy more and to need more in life and I'm more content with what I already have. 
I'm not sure if that just made sense. I think I just word vomited like a tad, like a tiny bit. But let me try to explain that in like a different sense. So when I, for example, the first category people, when I call out different people in my life that I'm grateful for, it makes me see that, wow, I have great people as a whole category in my life that are inspiring, that I love to be around, that care about me that I am motivated by and therefore when I see that I have great people in my life it makes me less insecure about the fact that oh maybe I should make more friends maybe the people I'm with aren't fulfilling me because I know that the opposite is true because I'm routinely calling all these good things out in my life I see that my life and that all these four categories are fulfilled and that my needs are met in all these four categories and same with material things especially with Christmas coming up, just seeing all the things that I already have, being thankful for the books that I have, being thankful for the phone that I have, thinking maybe, oh, I am really grateful for the phone that I have. It is pretty new. It works fine. Being new really isn't an issue. A phone's a phone. It does what it needs to do. Maybe I don't need a phone for Christmas. And when I point out these specific things that I'm thankful for, it makes me appreciate all of it more. Because it forces me to stop and pause and to take a second to reflect on all the good things that my life already has in it. And it makes me feel more fulfilled that I know that my life is good and full of good things that are worthy to be grateful and thankful for. I hope that made sense. I'm not sure if that makes sense. I hope when I go back to listen to this as I'm editing it that it really makes sense. But going off of things that I'm thankful for and being grateful for these specific things, I love thank you cards. And I mentioned in the beginning of this episode that I was going to talk about thank you cards. So I want to dive into that really quickly. I just want to reiterate why thank you cards are important and why I love them so much. And just to remind everyone that thank you cards are still a great way to reach out to people. I absolutely love handwritten notes and I feel like when you write things down they're tangible you can look back on them and it doesn't escape in an instant I feel like a word said out loud I forget the tone of voice that someone has I forget the facial expression and there's so many different things to focus on like the tone the exact wording and the facial expression that I can't focus on all three things at once and so I am not getting the full impact of the words, but I feel like, again, this is just my opinion, but I feel like when I read something from someone, it's so much more personable, personal, personable. I cannot talk to the, like, speak these words. I don't know what's going on with me. Personal, personable, personable. I think that's how you say it. I don't even know. That's okay. Moving on. Um, because you see the type of card that they use, um, how that card kind of reflects their personality. I feel like everyone's cards that they pick to write people, the front of the card, the inside of the card, just how they write the card reflects their personality. And you get to see their handwriting. You get to see how they sign their card. If they say sincerely, if they say love, if they do a heart and a comma, or if they say like XOXO, or they say from, there's a lot of different ways to address it where you can tell someone's tone and thinking behind writing the card and there's so much that goes into writing a card writing a card takes way longer than sending a quick text message for a thank you 
and I feel like when I get thank you cards from either friends or family or just any card in general, but more specifically just being grateful for people and actions, um, thank you cards, that when someone writes one of those, you know that they actually really care, that the thank you is so sincere and so genuine that they would take the time out of their day to do this and to spend money on a thank you card to take the time to pick up a pen to write this card to address this card to deliver it to you there's a lot more thought and intention that goes into it and I think that that is something that has really been lost nowadays so I know this little segment on thank you cards is really short but I just wanted to remind everyone that thank you cards do exist it is something that I think should still be done and it means so much when you get one receiving cards is so fun especially at my age or any age and I know my parents they receive a lot of spam in the mail things like that so when they receive a personal card from someone it's such a good feeling it is so nice to see that and to hear from a friends like that and keeping the cards is so fun afterwards I love looking back on old cards that I get I save every single handwritten note and everything that I've ever received from the time I think I was seven or six so it's something I always have and I love looking back on It's definitely something that I want to become better at just writing more casual thank you cards, just thankful for small actions because I know I do it for gifts that I receive and bigger events. If someone really, really helps me or does a huge favor for me, I'll write them a thank you card, but I want to still work on that for the smaller actions too, just to show people that I care about, that I'm really grateful and thankful for them and their time and for them helping me. And what better way to thank them than by writing a card? Also, you don't have to spend any money on the cards, too. I take a piece of paper, I fold it in half, and I will cut the piece of paper in half. So it's like a little tiny square. So not I don't use the full length of the paper, but I cut the paper folded in half. I don't know if that makes sense. So it's like half of the length of a paper, so it's a little tiny square that opens up. And I will write in calligraphy or in bubble letters. You can trace those on a computer screen or off of a off of a computer screen if you can't do it by hand and write thank you on the front of it. It's super easy. It doesn't really cost a lot. Just a regular piece of paper, printer paper, and a pen. And I hope that by me saying all this and just reminding that thank you cards still exist and are a great way to thank people, that at least one person write someone a thank you card and is reminded of the value in them and how fun it is to receive them all right and i think that concludes this episode of gratitude and a quick little short little segment on thank you cards but i have so many ideas for the podcast now i'm so excited with everything that is to come I feel I'm feeling really inspired and just ready to put my all into this podcast right now, especially with all the breaks coming up with all my friends. I'm going to have a lot of different episodes with a lot of different people that I'm super excited about. We already have the topics planned out and when I'm filming or not filming when I'm recording some of them, too, I'm very excited. So there's a lot of new content to come. I'm super excited for all of you guys to listen to it all. Thank you so much for listening to this episode and for joining me on the Perspective Podcast. I hope you have the best week ever and the best day ever, and I hope you remember to live a life of love. Bye.